Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. Everybody's got set up in the middle of bedding thicket. And save this spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice bug. Boom! It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right up there. 10 yards. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes on this absolutely beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in. Um, We have a fan favorite, a listener favorite, coming back from the dead, a Legend of the Woods series. Now, this buck, shot by Dylan in Wisconsin, I found this deer on TikTok, my guys. Um, Scrolling TikTok, and I found just this video of an absolute giant buck um, coming out of some public land, um, boated in during gun season, and got the job done on an absolute slob. Um, This buck scored over 200 inches, has a giant drop, Split brows, kickers, literally everything that you could want in a in a white tailed deer. Um, 
and this this deer has and uh the final score was 205 eights um just an absolute incredible buck um and just some good old boys doing a doing a hunt together and um walking out of there or boating out of there with an absolute legend um really good story then he touches base on what happened after he shot the buck um, I really enjoy these Legend of the Woods series um, when I get to do them. Um, huge shout-out for Dylan coming on and letting this story of this giant buck continue. And uh, Dylan is no uh, no uh, stranger to absolute giant bucks. You guys put down a lot of good bucks in multiple different states. So appreciate you coming on, man. Um, let's get the people make this possible, get into the show. Starting off with the Exodus update. Um, what am I doing with my Exodus trail cams right now? Um, right now I have one mobile cam still out and that is the, um, basically security cam that I'm running for the loggers in that area. Um, and getting some deer pictures on it. Um, had a coon come through there recording a podcast last tonight. I got a little notification on there. Coon scrolling through there. Um, but still out there, still working. That's hooked up to the SB18 solar panel out there. Just absolutely rocking. Ain't going to worry about that one um, forever unless I move it. Uh, but right now it's protecting those uh, protecting the those trees and let me know if that logger's in there so we can get out there right away and let that farmer know. Um, as for my other cams, um, right now I just went through. I still have three cams out in the woods that I need to go get on a piece of public that's fairly far away that I have not gotten yet. Um, I'll probably make a trip out there. It's getting pretty nice. One day after work, I'll probably drive over, I'll make the drive and scoop those up. So I have those three. All the rest of them are in my garage. All the batteries are out of them. All the SD cards are out of them. Went through all my content, organized it. What an absolute chore that is um, to organize content. Um, well, it takes so much time when you run that many cameras. Actually, divvy through and save the content and files for bucks, but it's worth it. Um, and it helps in the end to kind of piece the piece the puzzle together. But, um, that's what I'm doing with my cams right now. And that is the Exodus update. Um, as you guys know, running some ads for a bag of jerks. Um, I'm, I'm in love with this jerky. Um, my Patreons are going to be getting some free jerky coming in the mail. Um, we're only one, um, Patreon away from someone getting a new Exodus rival trail camera as well. Um, but the jerky is going to start flowing from bag of jerks, um, to, uh, my supporters there on the Patreon page. Um, hopefully be able to send out, um, some ostrich. That's what I'm hoping. Some shark, um, whatever it is, it's going to be good. Um, if you guys do want to try the bag of jerks, um, you can check them out at bag Use code whitetail legacy dash 10, um, that will save you 10% off your order and help support the show. All right, well, let's get into this Legend of the Woods series show. Here we go. All right, well, we got Dylan Severson on tonight. How you doing tonight, brother? Real good. Uh. Man, we've been trying to lay this out for a while now. Um, i seen your post, and I my jaw dropped just like everybody else's jaw dropped, I think, that's seen it. And uh, you shot a buck that just got everything – going on man everything that you want in a in a whitetail he's got um but i appreciate you coming on man yeah no problem yeah so uh before we get into this um like i said this is the first legend of the woods i've done in a while so uh i'm excited to hear the the story of another giant buck but 
Um, go ahead and give us a, sh- a brief introduction of who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into the story. Uh, my name is Dylan, and basically, just I live for whitetail hunting, and I have my own dirtworks company, and I bust my balls extra hard so when fall gets here, I don't have to go play in the dirt, and I can go chase deer. Nice, that's a dream right there, man. Yep. You guys own your own companies. A lot of people. I got a guy I know who's a plumber, and he's just like. I work as hard as I can in the summer, and then I take all October, November off. I'm like, man, that would be awesome to be able to do. Yeah, actually, the year I shot him in 2020, it was my first official year on my own, not doing it on the side. Oh, nice. Well, what a way to start off, man. That'll get you jacked up to be out. You're saying, I'm doing the right thing now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, you – you shot a, a giant. Um, it, what it you said it, you ended up having it officially done. Um, it was two oh three and some change, right? It is uh two oh eight gross, and it is two hundred and five a snap. Man, that's insane, dude. Like I said, it's got everything. It's got drop tines and splits and just points and frame. It's just absolute giant. So, um, wherever you want to start with the story, uh, did you name the buck or anything like that, or? No, I never named them. So I got a lease that I hunt and it was pretty slow. It was the first year I had that lease and I got a bunch of buddies and we usually get together and do some public land drives and they, um, nobody really wanted to go do much. And I had, um, the guy that I had my lease with that I do a lot of hunting with and then my best friend, Jordan and his cousin, Derek, we were all up at his, um, shop one night or whatever and we were talking and it was the friday of the last weekend and we're like man we should go do some river bottoms we've been talking about going doing some river bottom drives for years and we didn't really have boats that could run in this shallow river and the public land is really hard to access unless you have a boat and the water was up high enough and well he bought one and i bought one and i'm like i think we can get there we didn't think we had enough guys though but we're like well let's we just looked on onyx and just figured out we'll just do these small little points and make it so it's feasible some might squirt out we might not see any but it's worth a shot because it's been such a slow season so we packed up and we had it out right at daylight and we had about a two and a half mile run down river maybe three roughly somewhere in there we got down there and we had a plan and me and my buddy jordan we hopped out of the boat and my buddy mark and Derek, they were going to go stand and they went probably half a mile down the river and come around this peninsula. And they were, we were just going to basically push the skinny strip between a pocket of water that was inside the woods and the main channel, figuring that they would squeeze down and come down the peninsula and they would be able to cut them off. And you're in what, Wisconsin, right? Yep, I'm in Wisconsin. Man, that was a cold boat ride, wasn't it? Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a little chilly in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But... By the time we got that deer out of there or yeah. whatever that day, it was like 45 degrees. Yeah, you guys were all jacked up and just drug a buck out, so you guys are probably nice and warm on the way back. But Oh, it was it was a six-hour retrieve. Yeah, so you're so you're pushing the strips of timber along the river. Um, yep. Is it connected to Big Bluff Country, or are you kind of in the ag part of Wisconsin? I, I'm in more of the ag part. Okay. The county I shot him is actually Jackson County. Jackson County. I've been I worked quite a bit up in Wisconsin and it seems like there's like a hard transition line when you get close to those rivers. It gets pretty bluffy. And yep. uh, there's a lot of timber, you know, and you're like, man, that's probably a big one held up in there somewhere, but they'd be hard to hard to get to. So I was kind of wondering what the train looked like when you're cuz I 
pushing in hill country, I think, would be extremely hard. But when you've got it, those little pockets of timber, river bottom, it's a little more feasible. It, it is. And I do a lot of hunting over Minnesota, too. And if you just, from where I live, it's on the edge of bluffs. And if I was to go across over to my Minnesota lease or the public land that I hunt over there, it's big bluffs. And that's only 30 minutes from me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a little def- different different terrain. But sorry to interrupt you. So you, you're uh, you're there. You just you just dropped off your the push, and your buddies are standing. So start from there. Yep. Yep. They went down, and they stood, <clears throat> and they were going to shoot us a text when they got down, and they were set up. So we were looking at Onyx. I was standing there talking to buddy Jordan. We were whispering on the side of the river bank. It's like five feet drop before it gets up on this bank. And he said, well, do you want to do the inside or under the outside? I said, well, I'll go do the inside. So we got a text. We got up in the woods. He was just going to stay about 20 to 30 yards off the riverbank. And there was a big heavy trail that ran across there. So made sense. And then I went over to the, where the slough was. And it started out. It was probably only 75 yards wide for, from between me and him from the main channel and the slough. And it just got a little bit wider. And I was just going to sweep. And he, in case something kicked back, he was just going to kind of hang back a little bit. So we got in there and I got over my spot and I started coming down the edge of this channel and I got to a spot where there's a big tipped over cedar tree and there was a whole bunch of thorns and thickets and stuff like that. And I was kind of looking, it's like, oh, it's kind of a thick patch here or whatever. I just, I weaved around it cause I didn't really want to get in the sprinklers. And I, as I was going through, I looked and there's the cedar tree was tipped over and there's a big oak tree tipped over and it was out on the point next to this channel. And I had my wind puffer with me and I hit the wind thing. I'm like, God, you know, I should really go back. And I'm only 50 yards from this thing. I should go back and circle around that thing just in case. So I backed up, I circled around. And when I got to it, the deer got up for me about 10, 12 feet max. Wow. And I seen it was a nice buck. I mean, when I say he was gone, I saw a hint of nice rack and into the thicket he went. And I hunt with a 30-30 lever action i just love hunting that way i feel like i'm bow hunting with it more so because yeah. i hunt my bow stands a lot and as this deer takes off i seen it looked like a shooter i got him in my scope for three seconds and i pulled the trigger and he's gone and i'm like okay <laughs> i mean it was that fast he got up holy shit there he is bang gone so i take off running where he went and i had no idea this deer was the caliber deer it is it just looked like a nice buck Take off running into the thicket, stop. There's very little snow on the ground. And I just happened to look and I'm like, holy, there's blood. Started following the blood, started following the blood a little bit. And then I was rushing it because I wanted to get on him because I knew I hit him and I thought it was, I knew it was a nice buck. Well, when I was get, going through there, I kicked up a couple does and another decent buck, which I knew wasn't the one I had shot. And they took off running. They actually went to the standards and they all hell broke loose. They shot, <laughs> they shot two does. They were banging away over there. And I'm like, as they're banging away, I'm like, I wonder if they're shooting at that buck. I know more, the thought no more went through my head. And at about 180 yards, I seen him running wide open. And, and I actually had just hit him a little low. If about two inches higher, I'd have got him right there. He'd have never went any farther. So he was dragging his front leg and he was cutting across. So I dropped down in this divot and I took off running through the sandbar and I come back up and I tried to gain some ground on him because he's running wide open as fast as he can. And I got 30-30. Yeah. So I got up to about probably 150 yards and I just was trying to catch my breath and I was following him in the scope. And as, as I was just getting content on him or whatever, was trying to catch my breath, I, I squeezed one off and actually hit him in the guts. And I, the deer didn't even act like I hit him. 
So I put another one in and I shot again. And he didn't even act like I hit him. And I'm like, oh my God, calm <laughs> down. This is, and at this point, I'm realizing that this deer is giant. Yeah. And I seen this drop time and he had a whole bunch of weeds and stuff stuck in his horns. And I'm like, this thing is, looks huge. This is like a 160 inch deer, like unbelievable. He turns, he hits the channel, he comes, and I drop back down in this, like, another low spot, and I was trying to make some ground on him because I thought I was missing him. I popped back up, and he was about 100 yards, and he saw me, and I plugged him. And he went off the bank, and he disappeared. And it was, like, probably five feet down to this channel. So I run over there, and I look. There's no deer. Oh, man. And I'm like, where, where did he go? So I'm walking back and forth on this edge, looking for the blood, looking for where he was, trying to see if there's any blood where I was shooting at him. If I missed him, all them shots, cause I knew I hit him on the very first one. And I'm like, where did he go? He dropped off the edge of this bank. I saw him go off the edge of this bank. So I get down on my hands and knees in this grass and I'm looking to see if I can see any blood at all. As I kneel down and I'm looking, I just happen to see something move across. He come out of the water and was up on this little island into this channel. I mean, this tiny little island with a channel that split around it. He is laying on the point of it looking at me. <laughs> and I mean he was done I actually hit him all three of them shots and he was he was done how he made it through that I have no idea I, he just was tough yeah so he's looking at me and he just tipped his head over on the other side of the log and you could hardly see what he was you could see it was a buck but you couldn't hardly see what he was and I'm like uh I got him so now I'm like celebrating and the service is horrible and I was able to get a hold of my buddy Jordan, and I called him. I'm like, I just shot a huge buck. But he's like, Well, where are you? And then I lost service, and I tried calling him back and tried calling him back. We couldn't get a hold of each other. So he texted me. He said, Where are you? And I, I just shot so he could hear where I was at. And he came running through the woods. I could hear him coming. I could see this blaze on the streak. And he knew I was excited, but he had no idea what had happened yet. And there was, it was just chaos because they were shooting, they shot two does. And he was on the edge, and he didn't even see a deer. <laughs> and he come running through the woods, and he just, like, he could tell right away that it was big. And I'm like, dude, it's huge. It's huge. It's huge or whatever. And he's like, well, how big? And I'm like, I don't know, like 160. And he's like, high-fiving me, and we're celebrating or whatever. And he's like, well, where is he? And I'm like, right there. All you could, It looked like a log laying there, but you could just kind of see the edge, some white of his horns or whatever. And he's like, well, I wish I could see what he was. I said, yeah, me too. He goes, how did he get over there? I'm like, I, I have no idea must because it was deep i mean it was really deep well here once we went over met up with them guys saw their does dealt with that come back i mean i'm telling these guys i shot 116 inch deer the drop time they're like oh yeah mm -hmm, yep yeah i'm like no seriously this deer is huge and i was like well it's definitely a buck i could see the horns on it so he had hip waders on and i just had knee highs and the other guys just had knee highs we weren't expecting this channel to be eight feet deep it didn't even make sense i mean it was deep well, Jordan made a loop around and was able to find a shallow spot and actually found where the deer crossed. It was going to go over his knee highs, but he found a spot that was a little bit shallower that he could cross with his hip waders on. So he went across and he went over there. And once he got close to it, he just froze. And he was like, oh my God, this is bigger than 160 inches. <laughs> and I'm like, I know he's big, but he's like, no, this is like, you don't even have a clue what you just did. And I'm like, well, 170 inches he's like this has got to be 190 200 inch deer and i'm like oh yeah okay he's like no i'm serious that he went over to him and he's like looking at him and i'm like well show me 
we're 20 yards away from each other. And he's on the other side of this channel. Like, Show me. He's like, you have no idea what you did. He's like, he's got it all. He's got a drop tie and he's got splits and stickers. And he grabbed all of them and he spun them around. And it was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like, Holy shit. That thing is huge. And he's like, well, how are we getting them back over there? Cause we couldn't get a boat into this channel and we didn't have any waiters. I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna have to get really cold going through this water or we're going to have to see if we can't get somebody to come here with a canoe or waiters. So he got at him and he called his um, cousin and his brother and they were supposed to go with us and they bailed on the last oh, one. They went out the night before and they bailed and we we're actually mad at him. <laughs> So all of a sudden, you tell them that we shot a giant and stuff like that, but we can't get any pictures out or whatever. And they kind of thought we were fucking with them. Like, no, we got three deer on the ground, and we shot a giant. <laughs> we did one drive. Like, we need some help, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? But they were there really fast because yeah, they wanted sure. to see what was going on. So they went. They got their boat, and they came down the river. I mean, I would say from the time we called them, it probably took them 45 minutes to get there, which is, I mean, they must have been hauling the mail. <laughs> and they came, and they had waiters. They saw the deer, saw the deer or whatever. And the other thing was too is it was so big at that point. We're like we were like, okay, we have to do this like a hundred percent by the book. Like we need a video of a recovery because I knew it was going to create some problems. Yeah, you don't just go on public land shoot two hundred inch deer and everybody just high fives you. It just doesn't work that way. I've seen mm-hmm. enough of this. I mean, I watch Whitetail Adrenaline and all that stuff, and I've seen kind of the stuff that happens, and I've seen people shooting ice bucks, 140 inch deer, 150 inch deer on public land and fire up landowners that are neighboring. Yeah. So I'm like, this is really gonna make some people upset. So we did a whole record of the recovery all the way across the channel. I mean, everything, nine witnesses before we pulled it out of there. And we're like, we want a day to celebrate this. Like a whole day to celebrate this without any drama. Cause we knew as soon as once people found out it was gonna be yeah. People fired up. Yeah. So we drug this deer, all of us. I've got a few pictures, a group picture and stuff like that. And we drug this deer out. And we had a, of course, now they, they came. They're like, oh, well, we, let's go hunt and let's see if we can shoot some more. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're ready. You, you couldn't come with them in the morning, that. but yeah, he couldn't come get out of bed and come with this part. But now we shot three deer and one giant or whatever. And now you want to go kill some more. So they talked us in. I mean, by the time we got the deer, it took six hours. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. You know, it's getting dark at five thirty, six o'clock. We're like, well, we can do one more on the way down. There's one more small stretch. We'll do that just because they came, helped it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Set. I'll, I'll give, but I was tired and wore out. And so was my buddy Jordan. And so they dropped me off and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm carrying a gun. He's like, well, you got to carry a gun. Just take your gun with We're party hunting. If you see a doe or something or whatever, I'm like, I don't want to shoot another deer. I don't care. I'll just carry it with just to satisfy you people. That way I don't get banged up in the bullet. So we hit this last little spot about mm, two miles up above town and they go down and they set up and I walk up and I go up over the point and there's probably 150 inch deer standing there looking at me. <laughs> I'm like, you got, you got to be kidding me. Like, so I'm trying to chase this deer over to these guys. He, he ain't going over there. He goes the other way. And it's just like, it's kind of a messed up drive. We kind of did it just to appease them or whatever. And we get to the end and I'm like, okay, let's go home. I just kicked up 150 inch deer. And like, yeah, okay. I'm like, nope. Took a video of it. Showed them the video. And they're like, why? <laughs> why? So as we're coming to town, there's a bar on the river. 
and that bar actually burned down since this or whatever, but there's a bar on the river and there's a couple people on the deck. And I mean, we're in a 14 foot boat, right? Yeah. Two guys blaze orange, 14 <laughs> foot boat with a 200 inch deer, the drop tie hanging out of the front of this thing. Like, and two other boats come in with nine, there's nine blaze orange blobs. Like these people are going to see this. So they saw, didn't really think anything. We went right on by and there's a boat landing out on the edge of town. And that's where we were planning on loading out. So we have to load out in town for everybody to see. And this town is, it's not much of a town. I bet it's like 300 people. And that's like in the whole surrounding area yeah. of the county. I mean, it's tiny. You blink and you're through it. So we get all, we load up. I mean, we're staring at the same we're like, well, we're going back to the shop. We're going to hang this deer. And we got to cape this thing out and we got to drink beer. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we go back to my buddy Jordan's shop and we get it all hung up and we weighed him and he was 200 pounds on the dot. I mean, he's run down. There's no fat left on this deer. And my buddy Dustin, which is Jordan, my best friend's cousin, he's a meat inspector and he does deer processing on the side. So he caped them. I mean, you couldn't ask for anybody better to cape them. He caped them all or whatever. And he's like, this is the biggest deer I've ever caped in my whole life. I'm like, this is probably the biggest deer you'll ever hold. And he's like, yeah, probably. So we caped them all. And we hung out. And I mean, I, I was so exhausted after just a couple of beers. I just wanted to go home and go to bed. So I go home, I go to bed. I wake up in the morning and there was some messages already sent to me or whatever. Like, you shot my deer. And I called the DNR and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I wonder how this got out. And it, those people that saw that deer just happened to know the landowner up up the river, you know. And I think that deer at the big drop time got shot. So the seeker was kind of out. And I got a phone call from the DNR. And it was a lady. And she called me. And she goes, ah, oh, Dylan, I just got a couple questions for you. I was one, are you around? And Yep, I'm around. I said, the deer's hanging up at my buddy Jordan's house. He lives a quarter of a mile up the road from me. I'm around. I can meet you up there or whatever you need. She goes, well, before I even do that, I just want to know what's go what's going on or whatever. I'm getting reports that you floated down the river and you shot this deer off this guy's land. And I'm like, no, we floated down the river to the public land and we shot this deer. He says, well, she's well, he's just saying he had he had pictures of that deer that morning, and then you shot it later that morning or whatever. And I'm like, well, I seen his neighbors. He had some Amish guys. I said we've seen their neighbors driving when we went there. That's why we went to where we did to start is because the neighbors a mile up river were driving the whole edge of their side. So I mean, it's gonna push the deer down. Not only that, it's the rut. It, it's nothing for a deer to travel a mile. No, oh, yeah, nothing, especially a river bottom deer. Yeah, and he he was actually with them does when I shot him. He was just off to the side of where them other ones are. Once I shot, I kicked all those deer up. Yeah. And, I mean, he just reeked like rot. So she asked me a few more questions or whatever, and, you know, I went from the highest to high down to pretty low because I was getting all these messages calling me a poacher and all this other stuff and shot this deer illegally, and people are just – they're people are rude. Yeah. Like, they get butthurt. You start shooting big deer or whatever on public land, and people are – I mean – they get mad. They don't want to see anybody do something that they haven't done succeed. That's the that's the main thing with everybody. Yeah. Yep. So I just I remember telling my buddy Jordan, I'm like, I was so excited yesterday and I almost wish I wouldn't have even seen this deer because people are sending me some nasty shit. Like, this sucks. Like that should be, I went from the happiest of happy to the lowest of low. Like, this sucks. Well, the guy that was really, really upset ended up reaching out to me. And so he goes, 
I'd really like to see that deer and hear what happened. I'm like, okay, well, I can do, I'll give you the satisfaction of seeing this deer or whatever. And at least being able to touch it. Cause he sent me this big, long spiel about I've been hunting it for six years and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So I take the deer over there and I meet this guy ends up being one of my really good buddies that I used to work with brother. <laughs> so yeah, small world. Yeah. So I get talking to him, whatever he sees, and I tell him the whole story, whatever. He's like, yeah, I went down on the, the sandbar, and down there, and there's no boat tracks, there's no footprints, there's no drag marks. He didn't shoot the deer on my land. I thought maybe that happened, whatever, and I kind of made a comment or whatever to a couple people about Crowley's floated down the river and shot, and it kind of exploded, and he apologized and stuff like that. But that was, as long as he was good, I was good. The other people that were messaging me and saying a bunch of stuff, I mean, it was either 50-50. You poached that deer or congratulations on a lifetime buck. Yeah. And after a little bit of time, it kind of subsided or whatever. But I mean, people, people are still, you bring it up. That's a sore subject to some people or whatever, but I'm the one that got in the boat and I'm the one that floated down that channel or whatever in the dark at first light to get down there and turn around, went back and kicked that deer out of there and got that deer with, chasing him down until i mean when i when i killed that deer i ran him so hard that after i knew he was dead i, I puked all over the place because i ran so hard chasing this thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> between the excitement and the exhaustion and trying to catch my breath or whatever i just i never puked like that before but i just turned right around and puked right there in the grass <laughs> when i shot a giant i almost puked just from you know being excited mm-hmm. and realizing what you did and then everything starts setting in but so yeah, like you said, you're the one that got up and and went out there and hunted. And you said you've been wanting to hunt this place for a while, so it sounded like you'd kind of scouted out where you wanted to, to. We've been talking about hunting this section of river bottoms at this point for at least three years. When we started doing more and more public land pushes throughout the season, when we'd leave our leases and stuff. So it, it's not like it was new territory or whatever and there's other people that hunted it i mean i've seen other people's tracks down there and you can get to it from land you just really got to be dedicated and it's coming in kind of wrong on it so you're going to probably bump whatever's in there out yeah and that's why we knew we had to do it with a boat i mean we could just look at it and tell it needed to be accessed with a boat if we were going to succeed at it yeah and you guys bought the boats to make it happen which a lot of people like you said probably wouldn't have wouldn't have done and right you know, you pushed it smart. Like, you either think the deer's going to be bedded on close to the edge of the river or in between that berm. You guys were pushing it where nothing could get back in front of you. One thing I want to yep. touch back on, um, where he was bedded, you said there's a couple down trees, um, and then he was kind of out on a point. Was Yeah. Do you, I think, mean, do you think he had got pushed in there from those other guys and was just looking for some thick w- cover or – he was with, so there was two does that were about 20 yards from him, and I seen their tails come up, and there was another buck. So he either chased them does down there, and he was just bedded up with them in the thick stuff, or, but he was by, granted, he was by himself, like I said, like 20 yards away from these deer, maybe 30. Kind of hard to tell when you're running through the brush, chasing yeah. a deer down, you're kicking other ones up. But he could have just as easily been kicked from those other guys, which is what a, a lot of people think, and is honestly what I think is, if that guy had him on camera in the morning, the neighbors pushed first thing in the morning. They kicked this deer down the river. He got across the river and got in there. There was giant rubs and stuff in there. I mean, this deer knew right where to be. Yeah. That's probably why that guy hadn't killed him because he'd been, that's where he'd been living. And on that point, you know, right up against the river, those river bottom bucks, everyone that I've hunted, like you said, the access is key. 
they're used to people coming in from the ground and hunting them. Yep. And when you can come in and back door them, they're not, especially if you have the wind, they're kind of, they're okay with letting the wind, they'd rather smell what's coming from the land than what's coming from the water every time. So you can kind of slip in on there. And that deer was probably just as surprised to see you as you, him, because you said you had just went through a whole bunch of nasty, thick stuff to get there anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of windy, and I went through this, like, opening, and I could see this really nasty stuff, and I was just trying to avoid it. And I'm like, I better just go check that. I mean, I always carry a puffer with me to see which way the wind is going. And I'm like, he, if, there could be a deer laying out there so easy. He could just be looking. He could see everything that way that he can't smell, and the wind is hitting him. Perfect for coming up. So I'm like, I'm just going to loop around. It'll take 30 seconds. So let's loop around and make sure that there's nothing in there. And I mean, obviously it's the best thing I ever did was loop back. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you wouldn't have looped back, he could have just hung tight right in that thick oh, stuff. And yeah, you know, I think he would have. Yeah. I mean, he, when I got, I got right up on him. I mean, he was 10, 12 feet away from me before he come out of that hole in that brush. Yeah. I, uh, I can't remember maybe three or four years ago, I was bucked out and, uh, I, they asked if I would go push some some ground and i had doe tag you know so i was like yeah i'll go i'll go push push some ground and kind of the same thing happened i was pushing for my brother-in-law and i normally don't push he was trying to get his first deer ever well yep i took three steps off the the gravel road into this property and there's like this little crp grassy spot and there's a a giant buck probably 150 class deer bedded right there like 60 yards off this gravel road so i just walk backwards and he didn't get up. He seen me looking right at me. I just walked backwards, went and got my brother-in-law and looped back around. By the time we were getting back around, he was popping back, going onto the yep. other property. But I was like, he probably seen us walking back towards him, you know. But I literally got 60 yards in wide open grass and deer just sitting there not moving, looking at me like, I see you, but do you see me, you know? Yep. <laughs> and I was yep. like, man, it, that, the buck that I had killed, the first buck I killed that year was way smaller than this deer. And I was like, man, I could have really, and this was in the silliest spot, like a little nine or 10 acre block of square timber. Um, yep. that, there was no other timber around. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, they're going to run down this waterway towards the closest other timber. And he went, 600 yards across fields the opposite direction <laughs> yep. but i'd already walked in once that way so he was probably like i gotta backdoor these guys but um i don't have a lot of experience driving but there's there's some guys that drive around here and i'm normally a just a pusher um and uh one thing i really like about it is you get to explore so much other ground that you yep. wouldn't get to explore normally you know <laughs> mm -hmm. if a guy's like yeah you never can get on this guy's ground ever you know but he's like yeah, uh, I need a pusher. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm your guy. And I just go in there and, you know, kind of just see what he's got going on, what the sign looks like and what the deer are doing and just put it in the bank. Um, yep. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, man. If I get asked to go do drives or we end up doing them smaller four or five guy drives or whatever, I walk every single one of them. And so is my buddy Jordan. Like we just we like to be the walkers. And I've shot a significant amount of really nice bucks. So for me, it's like. I feel like I have a better chance walking and yeah, a lot of times the standard gets cracking at him or whatever, but them guys that were standing there, they, they never even seen this deer. Yeah. I and, think, I think he, they get a crack at the does and the stuff that blows out, but I don't think those big boys, I think those big boys split from the group and, and dash I, off in a direct, different direction. And the, the guy pushing has a better chance to. Yep. 
and just like I said, those two does were laying with this other buck or whatever that I kicked up and he was probably 120, 130 inch deer and he was laying right with them and he was off to the side and he let them go and he cut back. If if I went to drop down that hole or whatever and been looking for blood, I probably would have went past him and he probably would have squirted around me, but I found blood right away and I had to slow myself down because I mean, I was looking for blood and I lost the blood or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just going to backtrack over here and I'm going to drop down this. And as I was dropping down, when I got out of the thick stuff is when I seen him coming out of the thick stuff going backwards. Yeah, man. Crazy, crazy. Then you finally got a good look at him and you're like, Oh, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. This thing's huge. (laughs) He probably turned his head and you see that drop tie and you're like, Whoa. All right. Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm right. And like I said, when he come out of the brush, he had a bunch of stuff in his horns or whatever. And I'm like, am I seeing a drop tie or is there a bunch of shit hanging off of there? Yeah. I just remember thinking, like, he has a drop tie as I'm looking at him in the scope running with a 30-30. That's awesome, man. <laughs> well, what a cool, what a just a cool classic deer hunting story, you know, just buddies out there finally deciding to go push something, putting the work in, you know, taking the cold ride and just absolutely killing a, you know, a world-class whitetail. You know, what? that's so cool, man. I love it, I love it when it's like that. It's just like it, that's the roots. You see those old guys where it's like on a like on an old Ford car, you know, on the front of it. It's just an absolute giant. You know that guy yep. killed it off a drive. Ninety percent chance, you know. Oh yeah, he's wearing blue jean pants yeah. and he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth yeah. and he was he was just walking through the woods driving. Yeah, there's PBR everywhere just yep. in the background. <laughs> this giant buck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, are you a, are you a, uh, Wisconsin beer drinker? Are you one of those, uh, spotted cow guys or, or what are you? I, I enjoy <laughs> spotted cow. I definitely enjoy it, but I, I can only have a couple of them. Bushlight's yeah. always been my go-to. Yeah. That's kind of like us. Well, I'll, if I go up there, I'll grab a case and bring it down. It just, cause mm-hmm. it's kind of like an oddity for us, you know, cause we you can't get it down here. Um, but Bushlight's kind of our go-to as yeah, well. I got, but... a, I got an aunt and uncle that live um in minnesota or whatever and every time they're like one of the family members go up there they're like or they come down here they got to take spotted cow home with them yeah that's just you got to stop somewhere get some cheese and get some spotted cow it's like yep pretty much you can't leave got to get some of those really squeaky cheese curds and some spotted cow and then you can leave the state it's like mm-hmm. then it's okay but yeah i worked up lacrosse a lot in uh bay city um, lacrosse is yeah. i'm i'm in lacrosse county oh yeah nice. where i live so yeah that's a beautiful area man they got some big like you said there's some big bluffs there um, yep. on the river there but it's it's crazy that you get past that and then there's you know fl- you know kind of rolling ag you know but which, which is it looks like there's awesome awesome deer hunting up there for sure but you know your the the gun season up there is it's pretty popular. I, I worked with a lot of guys up there, and, like, there would be nobody at work during gun season. Nope. <laughs> Everybody's taking off, man. They're closing the schools down. Almost. Yeah, they're closing the schools down to, to get out there in the woods. So that's cool. Yep. Yep. And I enjoy bow hunting, like, way more than I enjoy gun hunting. But I just – you get a group of guys, and the night before opening day, you go visit your buddies at the shop or whatever, and you talk about where you're going to go and stuff like that. and. You just go. I just yeah, treat it like I'm going bull hunting. It's almost more of like just the experience over what you're going to kill. Like you, you're not going to go out there with a bow and do a drive, you know. But nope. it's it's like you want to be a part of that that thing. Like I told my wife, I said, when when my kids get older, 
one of my like life dreams is I want to own like a big shed that you could just hang deer in. And then during shotgun season, you got a sweet hangout spot and that's where everybody comes over and says what they seen, how the hunt went. They bring their buck by. I want to be yep. like, my kids will all be gone. I'll be fifties. You know, I want to be that guy that's out there, like wait for someone to pull my driveway with a buck so I can chat with them. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I want. Um, it sounds like you, you have that with the group of guys like that. Yep. It seems like around here, deer hunting so like big buckish you don't want to nobody wants to kind of work together anymore and it's uh kind of like a lone a lone game out there but it's really cool when you can get in a party like that and and most of the time a lot of those drives during the day you know you're going to get some shots at some does and you've got a good chance to be successful and see some deer for sure yeah i mean and it's just something we've always liked to do and i'm only 29 years old my buddy jordan he's 35 my buddy Mark, he's always he he's actually grew up with my dad. He's 61 years old, and he's out there with us doing it. And he was with he was a stander that day, and oh, nice. he was the one that had the other boat. And he, I mean, I just do we just hunt together all of the time. It's just the four of us. We just click really, really well. I mean, we went to Missouri last year, and we were there as me and my buddy Mark. I mean, we just took my enclosed trailer and some cots. My buddy Jordan has a truck bed camper. We parked on the public land with a generator for, to run a heater in there. That's cool. And and turn a light on. Uh, We all tagged out by Sunday night in Missouri last, this last year. And Mark didn't get to come with the year prior, the first year we went there and me and Jordan and his cousin, Derek, the one that was with, and the guy that works for Jordan, he's got a contracting company. And he builds houses and he, his guy came with whatever. And we, me and Jordan, we both shot deer at the same time. He shot and I ju- he kicked up a couple other ones or whatever. And we both shot really good bucks on public land in Missouri. First year there, day two in the morning and 30, <laughs> nice. 35, 40 mile an hour wind gust. Yeah. That's when you want to do that. That's when you want to do stuff like that. When it's that crazy. Oh, wind when and when you're in the flatland and it's crappy wind and stuff like that, you yeah. can sneak around so good. Oh yeah. I was, it was cold and they didn't want to go. The two guys didn't want to go. His cousin and I worked for him. They're like, no, we're going to sleep in and wait for the crappy weather to subside and we'll go out for the afternoon. And we're like, well, we're going. We didn't come out of town to not go. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's just, it happened. When me and Jordan get together, we seriously, we kill deer. <laughs> one of good. us kills yeah. a nice deer. That's what you want. When you get one of those guys that is out there that you can hunt good with and you're smashing deer, you're like, oh, yeah, we got we got something going on here. We need to keep this magic going. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's awesome. Like we think the same between me and my buddy, Mark and my buddy, Jordan, we think the same, we hang the stands in the same location. We hunt the land the same exact way. I mean, it's just, you think you say it and you're thinking in your head and you say it all loud. And he's like, well, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I was looking through your pictures. It looks like you killed a lot of really good bucks. So you guys seem like, you know what you got going on, man. seems like it. This wasn't just a fluke. You got a lot of nice bucks under your belt as well. So, yeah, I mean, if I my living room, there's really not room for any more deer heads in my living room. Nice. That's the way it and, should be. <laughs> yes. Yep. And the more the merrier. I got I got a new place and that's quite a bit smaller than my old place or whatever. And I'm like, I gotta add on to this place or something because I'm running out of places to put deer heads. I mean. <laughs> My buddy Jordan's got a big shop. I, I got six deer heads I got to take up there so I can not just have them on the floor in my kid's bedroom upstairs. Yeah. 
Well, you got to do what you do. Like I said, hopefully one day you have a nice shop, be able to store some heads in. That's 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 like I said, I I'm gonna have that eventually. Have a nice spot for that camaraderie yep. of hunting. You know, I just want like three four couches in there. You know, wood burner in there and just real nice setup and just people <laughs> yeah. come by and just well, how was your morning? You know, and I can just imagine yep. like, you know my kids kids how like the core memories they would get from that that moment where a lot of people come over and they're bringing deer by and they're cleaning deer there like it would just be an absolute it was kind of like how i grew up you know deer hunting i just linked up with this old farmer that during rifle season he owned a bunch of ground and he'd have like 10 guys hunting his ground we'd all meet up we'd all split Mm -hmm. up we'd all kill we'd all come back we'd all clean each other's deer and talk and they'd be drinking moonshine and beer and whiskey and i was too young maybe give me a pull every now and then you know back in the yeah. day <laughs> but uh just that those core memories of uh hunting like that is is something like that i missed which i'm gonna bring it back so hopefully yep and like my buddy jordan up there he's got a beautiful shop i mean he's got it's if you were to walk in there you'd be in heaven i mean you walk in and he's got the wood stove in there and he's got the couch and a huge flat screen tv on there and yeah. these cool benches that run through the center that we can sit at and bullshit and he's got deer heads all across the wall. I mean, he's a killer. He is definitely a killer. Nice, and yep. between the two of us last year, I killed four nice bucks between different States and Wisconsin. And he killed, I mean, a stud eight pointer. I mean, it's probably in the one one fifties. It's super close to one fifty. If it doesn't hit one fifty, I'd be surprised with his bull in the cross County. And it, we just we kill and we go there and every time i go there he's got the pictures on his shop wall or whatever of that are blown up with the group pictures of this deer and nice all his head moments and stuff and i mean it's just cool yeah very cool well man i appreciate you coming on and telling the story of the of this legendary buck the whole reason i started this podcast was for stories like yours to motivate guys to go out there and hunt and literally anybody can run into one of these absolute giants. And your story is a perfect example of some guys just saying, Hey, we're going to go do this thing. We've been talking about forever. See how it works. It's cold. It's crappy. It's, you know, we're going to boat in might work, might not work. Um, but you know, you killed a a legendary deer deer out out of the deal, you know? Yep. All right, man. Well, like I said, I'll, I'll be able to share the pictures with everybody and, uh, you know, give this buck the credit deserved to, to reach some more people and uh, get to relive the story. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you for uh, listening. Oh, well, there you have it. Don't get much better than that. Just some buddies going down the river, doing a deer drive, and coming out with a heck of a story and a legendary buck. Um, unbelievable. Um, you know, pretty cool digging into the after story with the game warden and the 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 property owner there that stuff happens when you kill big bucks everybody wants to kill them um but shout out to dylan he went out there and and got it done and uh um, shout out to him for sharing this story and letting this buck be known by more people um definitely an incredible deer um but um like always hope you guys enjoyed this appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end um if you could Leave me a review wherever you're listening, Spotify, iTunes. Um, I'd really appreciate it. Let me know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Um, You tend in all the way to the end, so I love you. I appreciate you. Um, Always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And Whitetail Legacy is out until I'm coming in your ear holes next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Central Time.
Love you guys. Have a good week. We out.